0: Hey, how you doing? You know how you're pretty sure you know what your purpose is? Uh, no, Greg, I don't know. That's why I'm listening to you. Oh, okay, no problem. But for that, you probably want to go to Season 1, Episode 1, and I'll help guide you through it. So, you know how you're pretty sure you know what your purpose is, but now you're not sure how to live that out in your work and life. You feel excited about the idea of doing what you were created for, but the whispers have started. You know, the whispers, you don't know enough. You're not smart enough. Why do you think you can do this? Who wants to even hear what you have to say? Why do you think you have what it takes to help people? Man, those whispers think. See, if you let those whispers do it, they will totally derail you and you'll slip right back to your normal that you're trying to break free of. So how do you tell the whispers to shut up and start using your purpose to live your passion? Well, you can become an expert It's not as hard as you might think. Become an expert in what it is that you want to do to help other people. So today, we're going to take that step by step. Are you ready? Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. Now, the reason I'm saying take your passion and purpose, become an expert in it in a way that helps people is because the best way to become successful, really, I believe the only way to become successful is to serve other people. Remember my favorite Zig Ziglar quote memorize it, live it. Here it is. You can have everything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. So, the best way to serve others is to find the people who want what you know and have and what you do and help them. Help them with it. Share your expertise with them. And that's usually by providing them goods and services. So whatever your purpose is, there's a way to help other people with it. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, self, I'm not sure if I'm good enough to use my purpose to help others and serve my way to success. Well, you might be right. You might stink at it. Maybe you haven't put in the time to become an expert at it. But guess what? You can. If you're willing to focus, follow these steps, you can do it and I bet you in a lot less time than you think. I love what N.M. Butler said about it. An expert is one who knows more and more about less and less. See, if you're following your purpose, you probably are already reading and studying about it and living it out because you love it. I'm willing to bet you've already put in hours on it since you were young. You probably already know more about it than most people do. You're already on your way to becoming an expert at it, and you haven't even really tried yet. Now, before we get into the next steps to do, how about we take a breath? How about we get our head right? See, my daughter, Summer, said to me the other day, Dad, I want to set goals for my life. But sometimes when I try to figure out everything I want to do, I get overwhelmed and anxious. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever gotten to the point that you're so anxious and overwhelmed, you just want to stop thinking about your life? You want to stop planning your life? You want to just stop Yeah, that's happened to me many times. And then I slip back into my daily routine and I drift. Days, weeks, maybe even months go by, maybe even years, and you're not any closer to what you know you were born to do and the life you were created to live. Don't you hate that? All right, so let's not do that. So let's get into this understanding that we are looking for an overall picture of what we want, but we're not expecting to do it all today. We got our entire life to do this. We're not going to change everything tomorrow. We're not expecting to become experts in a couple of weeks and become what some people say is an overnight success. Of course, there are none of those. It's all this work and then all of a sudden it looks like an overnight success. So what we're going to do, we're going to figure out what we want. We're going to create a long-term plan to get there. And then we're going to take small steps each day, week, and month. And before we know it, we're going to be different people. And we're going to be enjoying the process of becoming the person we want to be and living the life we want to live. Now, I know that's not super sexy. I know it's not the get rich quick. I know it's not change your life tomorrow. I know it's not all those things that get the Internet clicky, click, 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 clicky. But those things don't work. You've tried that. It's nonsense. This works. I love what Eric Thomas said about it. Don't think about what can happen in a month. Don't think about what can happen in a year. Just focus on the 24 hours in front of you and do what you can to get closer to where you want to be. That works. That's a successful life because you're enjoying the process every 24 hours of your life. And you're changing. Here's something else to get in your brain. The feelings of being excited and being anxious are almost identical. You get the same kind of feelings right the little butterflies in your stomach maybe your heart races a little bit you get some tingles maybe you start to feel a little bit hot i don't know it depends on how you feel when you're excited so as we work on planning your life and becoming an expert at your passion or purpose and serving others with it and you start to get some butterflies in your stomach just tell yourself this self that feeling is me getting excited about what my life is becoming. It's exciting to figure out what I really want to be and do in this life. And I'm feeling that right now. I'm gonna take it a day at a time, a step at a time, and I'm gonna enjoy every step of the journey and I hope I keep feeling excited. Cool, all right, then with that state of mind, it's time to focus. I love what Tony Robbins said about it. Where focus goes, energy flows. It even rhymes, I know, easy to remember. Where focus goes, energy flows. So let's put our energy into what we're focusing on. Step one is something I'm assuming you've already done. And if not, then start here. Determine what you want to be your expertise. Remember, it's easier and faster to become an expert at something you've already been working on that you really enjoy doing. Now, if you're looking to become an expert on something totally new, you can absolutely do it. It's just going to take you a little bit longer. This is where I advise you finding your passion or purpose. Working to become an expert at that will lead you to be more joyful, successful, fulfilled. Much more so than simply looking to become an expert in something you think will make you a lot of money. Now, don't get me wrong. Making money is great. I love money for all the things it can do for you and for others. But it's super great if you're making money doing something you're passionate about, that you really care about, that you think you were put on the planet to do. Otherwise, you're just kind of trading the prison of a job you hate into a prison made with gold bars so if you haven't found your passion or purpose yet a couple things for you there's all kinds of books out there you can do searches on it but i also have written a book on it called go how to find and pursue your passion or purpose i put that in the show notes i've also got the free gift five steps to finding your passion or purpose it's just a little pdf to get you started you can get that on my website both of those are in the show notes So once you've got an idea on what your passion or purpose is, and remember, don't think you got to make this perfect choice, this perfect decision. You make a decision and then you make it right. You don't make the right decision. And here's the thing. You may think this is what I really want to do. And you start doing it and then you figure out, no, I don't think it is. That's perfectly okay. Now you know you can mark that off the list and figure out your next purpose and try that. There's no one right way to do this, but you got to do something to get you moving in the right direction. So once you've done the mini retreat and the research and everything that's in my book or somebody else's book to figure out what you think it is, then you got to start moving towards it, right? So step two is once you figure all that out, determine what niche you want your expertise in. See, whatever fields you decide to study, there are countless niches to focus on. So find a niche that matches what you're really passionate about. And if your purpose is part of your career goal, then how you can generate income with it. Remember, everything you love won't make money. That's okay. They're called hobbies. So on the niche thing, I'm talking about starting with a small niche. I know of a woman who found a niche selling high-end yarn and creating online knitting clubs. Now, she turned that into a very profitable business. I talked more about it in season two, episode 42. Listen to that one for all the details if that gets you going. I also know a guy who travels the world doing a one man show, reenacting the entire first Star Wars trilogy. What? Yeah. He plays every character, he creates every sound effect. I paid money to watch this show, and it was awesome. If they can create careers out of what they love yarn and Star Wars and serve their niches, then what's stopping you? I love what Michelle Fan says about it. The beauty of the internet is there's a niche market for everything. And if you can focus on it, you can build a sustainable and viable business of it. That is so true. And you don't need millions of followers. You need about a thousand true fans. Warren Ellis had a great point when he said, I think one of the bigger lessons the internet has taught us is that niche and subculture are a lot bigger than anyone ever thought. But Greg, my thing's for everyone. I don't want to aim at a small market. I want to help everyone with what I know or do or make. And I want to, you know, have them pay me a bunch of money. Listen, man, I hear you. But if it's for everyone, it's really for no one. If it's for everyone, it's certainly not something only you do. And do you want to try to compete with the huge corporations who really are targeting everyone? Do you know how much they spend on marketing and advertising? You think you're going to be able to equal that? So instead, why don't you start with a niche? to create your hardcore fans. And if you do that well, you're going to naturally reach more people and start getting more fans outside your niche because they're going to be telling people about you. And then it's going to be easier for you to expand what you do and who you target. So let's stay on this idea with step three. Step three, go deeper still and define the people you want to target your niche expertise to. Now keep this target person in mind, this avatar, as you're becoming an expert. What do they want to know? What problems can you help them solve? What good or service do they need and why? What pain can you take away? What pleasure can you help provide? What can you do for them with your expertise? Alex Trebek said, we are all experts in our own little niches. Or maybe I should put it this way. We are all experts in our own little niches. What is a quote by Alex Trebek? Yes. Step four. Determine the keywords that determine your expertise. Now, there's some great tools on the internet to help you with that. A great one is answerthepublic.com. I put it in the show notes. You just enter a topic, brand, product. It spits out the questions that people are asking about it, can really help you figure out what people want to know about the thing that you are an expert at. Use those questions and answers. And... Come up with keywords. Now, these keywords can help you set up Google alerts that'll allow you to receive daily updates on the latest news in your field and niche. You can use those keywords to search Spotify and Apple Podcasts for related podcasts. Then you can listen to the most popular ones. They'll give you great ideas. Search YouTube for related how-to videos and watch the most popular ones. Search for blogs and read the most popular ones about your stuff. Use those keywords to search for seminars and online courses and use the ones that hit your target the best. I really like this idea. Search for social media pages, groups, forums, hashtags to participate in and find out what your target people are talking about. This is where you can get into the heart, soul, and mind of the people you want to help. See, when you talk to them and tell them how you can help them, they should feel like you're reading their mind. And you kind of are because you've gone to where they hang out in social media and hashtags and you've read all their questions and you've maybe answered some and gone deeper with them. So now you really know how they think, feel, and what they need. Step five is read one best-selling book a month on your subject. If you do that for a year and you've read 12 best-selling months on this subject and you've studied them and you really know, man, you are becoming an expert. But it amazes me how many times I hear people brag about not reading. Yeah, I don't read anymore. Are you proud of that? Why is that a badge of honor? You can get more out of a great book than you can get out of a college course or a seminar or one video, or a podcast, and for a lot less money. I mean, listen, I love doing podcasts, and I spend time preparing them, and a lot of the podcasts I listen to are just people talking, and sometimes I get some good nuggets, and I hope you're getting good nuggets out of this, but when I wrote my book, that took me over a year. I mean, I put all kinds of research in that. I put my life experience into that. I... I, I Agonized over how I was going to arrange my words and make sure that I was giving you something that would be worthy of you sitting down and reading. Nobody puts more effort into a podcast than they put into a book. I love what Ralph Waldo Emerson said about it. If we encounter a man of rare intellect, we should ask him what books he reads. Whew, that's good. So read these best selling books in your field to use the knowledge that's in them. I read books in my field as if I'm going to have a final exam on them. I mean, the good ones. I mean once I've read it and I'm like this has good stuff. I'm like, I got to study this. So I read a book that will help me with my purpose like this. First time I read the book, I read it through and highlight what resonates with me and make notes in the margins. I may even blog about it. I may podcast about it. You know the parts that really stand out to me the most. Say, "Hey, I'm just reading this new book. It's really cool. Look at what I just learned yesterday." And, and I think that that will help the people I serve. That's the reason I would do it, right? And nothing helps you remember something more than teaching it to someone else. Then the second time I read it through, I focus on my highlights again. I don't read the entire book. Then the third time through, three times, well, these, it's, it's a really good book. And it has something to do with what I'm trying to do, right? So the third time through, I really start implementing the best ideas into my life and work. Because if you're not gonna use what you're reading in the book, why are you reading it? I mean, it's great to just get knowledge, but if you're not gonna use it, it doesn't have the power you think it does. Now, if you read just one book a month in just one year, you'll know more about this field, your field, than 99% of the people you're gonna come in contact with. They haven't read those 12 books. Remember, you don't need to know more than anyone to help and teach someone. You just need to know more than they do. I love what Helen Exley said. Books can be dangerous. The best ones should be labeled. This could change your life. Bonus! If you're a great reader and studier, you can supercharge this by reading two books a month. Just be careful not to get so excited about reading on your subject that you never do anything with what you read. Part of being an expert is actually having real-life experience, success and failure in your field. Step six. Start blogging, podcasting, and posting on social about your quest to become an expert right away. Right away? I thought I was waiting till I'm an expert. No, no, no. Here's the thing. People love to see how you work. They love to see how other people do it. They like to go behind the scenes. They want to see the process. They want to see your struggles into your success. They want to see your failures. They want to see how you feel during all this. And the more honest and open you are about the obstacles that you've worked through, the better. If you take the people who are following you on this journey with you, they're going to become raving fans as you become the expert that can help them with what they need. When you start blogging and podcasting about this, it's going to help you improve your writing and speaking skills. It's going to help you lock in the new information you're learning and help you build your brand. Greg, blogging? Are you stuck in 2010? I mean, come on, bro. It's all podcasting a video nowadays. All right, I hear you. But listen, the blog isn't to create some huge audience for you. It's for a couple of things. I mean, it's about helping you get your thoughts gathered and out in a coherent way that's going to help your target audience. You already know a ton about your purpose and topic because you love it. You feel called to it. You're reading and researching it and learning more about it all the time but you can't just mind meld with all your people and download everything you know into them. You have to organize your thoughts. You have to present it in a way that they can understand, in a way that entertains, engages, and encourages them. I've always found the best way to do that is to write it down. Then you can use that, all that stuff you put into the blog, to make all the podcasts and videos you want. Now, another reason to have a blog website is you own it you don't own your social media. You don't own your YouTube channel. They can change the rules or boot you out anytime they want and you're going to lose access to all those followers. But if you give away great content on your website, your blog, and you create an email list through it, no one can change the rules and take that away from you. So as you grow this email list of true fans who actually want you to contact them, then the sky's the limit with what you can do to help them and yourself. Just remember, The goal at first is to become an expert in your field, enjoy learning and sharing what you know, enjoy helping people. It's not to make a ton of money. If you focus on making a ton of money at this immediately, you're going to become frustrated and you'll probably give up. No bueno. There's plenty of time to make money at these things if you want to, after you put in the hours to become great at it. Oh man, I got to put in the hours? I know. But remember, you're putting in hours on something you really like. That's why you're choosing something you really like. And it's really easy to get started now with a blog, podcast, whatever. Just do an internet search on how to start a blog. And for around 15 bucks, you can buy a domain name. For another 10 a month or so, you can have your site hosted. Use a free theme on WordPress or Squarespace to design your site. You're ready to roll. It's just as easy to start a podcast. I was a radio talk show host for 21 years. And people would frequently ask me, Greg, how can I break into talk radio? And if they really wanted to know, I'd sit down and talk to them about it. And I would tell them how I did it. And what I recommended to get in, But that was really hard with consolidation and syndication radio. It's gotten even harder and it takes a ton of money and an FCC license to start your own radio station. Not many people can do that. But if someone asked me today, Greg, how can I get into talk radio? I'd say, make sure you know what you're getting into, because if you have no experience in radio and you don't have a big following on social media or you don't have a big name, it's going to be really hard. Unless you're in one of the top markets in America, there are probably only two to three decent talk radio jobs in your town. And if you're able to get one of those, you'll probably take a pay cut to do that job full time. And if you work hard enough, you might get an offer from a station in a bigger market with a bigger salary. But now you have to move your family to a new town halfway across the country. Then you might get fired because of a change of management, even if your show's good. You have to do what the boss tells you, and you won't have total control of your show. It is way smarter to just start your own podcast. You're just one internet search on how to start a podcast, a microphone, and a podcast server away from being accessible everywhere people can hear podcasts. You know, there's servers now that don't even charge you a monthly fee to do your podcast? So start one. Work on making it great as you become an expert in your field. And one of the great things about starting a podcast is at first you won't have many people listening to you. Wait, Greg, I don't think you get the point. If I'm putting all this effort into a podcast, don't I want people to listen to it? Well, not at first, because if you're like most of us, it's not going to be great at first. I still have a tape of my very first day on the air. I got so much better over my 21-year career, and by the time I was in Dallas and then syndicated, my show sounded great. But if I'd started my show on a big station with a huge audience the very first day, I don't think I would have lasted long enough to become good. So make all your mistakes when almost no one is listening. Get good as more and more people start to listen and be great when your audience really starts to grow. I love what Pat Flynn said about it. The beauty of podcasting is that it allows you to share your voice and your message with a global audience. Yeah, and don't you want to be great before you do that? Remember, even if you don't have a big audience, the effort and knowledge it will take to blog and podcast well will help you become an expert. And since it's something you care deeply about, it's also going to bring you joy. Sounds good to me. That's why I'm doing this right now with you. Tim Ferriss said, podcasting is a unique and intimate way to connect with your audience. Yeah, I mean, you're in their ears. Those little earbuds are deep down in there. A lot of people do it while they're jogging or while they're walking or while they're cleaning or mowing the lawn or whatever. But it's just you and them. Nobody else is distracting them. That does become a really intimate connection with your audience. It's awesome. Think about the people you listen to on podcasts. Don't you feel a connection to them if you really like what they're saying and you listen to them time and time again? That's what you can have with the people who care about what you care about. Once you feel like your podcast, blog, and social are cooking, then you can work on promoting, growing, and monetizing them. And while you're improving... Take the best stuff in your podcast and make shorts out of it. You can use that on your social and YouTube. Answer comments and questions people leave for you. And then make sure you answer comments and questions people leave for you there. You are becoming the expert and they want to know what you think. Now, I think the best way to grow your audience is not to spend tons of time posting. I know that's the conventional wisdom, but I think it's a recipe for burnout. I don't want to spend 20 hours a week posting on social. If you do, God bless you. Go for it. But what I want to do is pursue my purpose and help people. I don't want to become a slave to social media. So I think the best way to grow your audience is to go to places they already gather, find out their questions, find out their problems and help them. Now, if you do that 15 to 30 minutes a day, it's going to make big time difference for you on social. And here's the bonus. Since you're talking to people about what you care about, it's fun. And as you learn more about the people you want to help, it helps you become an expert at doing that. Now, here's how you do it. Seek out forums and groups and hashtags on all the social platforms that cater to your niche audience. Now, hashtags and Facebook groups are a great place to start and engage in the conversations there. But here's the key. Don't sell anything. Don't even promote your podcast yet. Just keep track of the most frequently asked questions. Research those questions. Write down some answers and then start sharing them with people. Create blog posts and podcasts about those. Take the most frequently asked questions and create a PDF ebook with all the answers and give that away free on your blog. Once you start doing that for a while, then you can start answering these questions in the forums and the groups and say, hey, if that helped you or you want any more on that question, here's a blog post I did on it. Or, hey, here's one of my podcast episodes where I talked about that in more depth. See, now that's helping. That's not selling. Just make sure that you're not breaking the rules of the admin in whatever group you're posting that stuff in. That's not great. You might want to even reach out to the admin and say, hey, I'm I'm writing an answer to this person. Is it okay if I say there's even more on this in my blog? Is that going to bother you? That kind of thing goes a long way with the admins and keeps you from getting booted. Now we're on step seven. Use what you're learning in the real world. You mean use it, not just talk about it? Yeah, exactly. Use what you're learning in the real world. See, it's one thing to know theories, to know facts, to know how to do something. It's very different to actually do it. Your story of using your expertise in your life is going to carry more weight with most people than any letters after your name. I love what Helen Keller said. Life is a succession of lessons which must be lived to be understood. So get busy using what you learn. That will turn you into an expert and change your life. Then you can honestly say, this worked for me. This didn't work for me. Here's where I made mistakes. Here's how I overcame them. And here's some things that didn't work for me, even though so many people online told me it would. I mean, think about it. Haven't you ever wondered if the people giving advice online actually do what they claim they know how to do? I mean, why would you listen to someone telling you how to do something they've never done? That's why I talk about the stuff I've done. I talk about finding and pursuing your passion passionate purpose. I've been doing that for years. I spent years learning how to do it. Then I actually did it. I'm still doing it. It's what allowed me to be a radio talk show host for 21 years. It's what led me to become a public speaker, a blogger, a podcaster. I'm doing it right now and it's fun. So I don't tell you how to make a million dollars a year. I don't know. I haven't done that yet. And I'm not an expert at it. I'm still working on learning how to grow my podcast and monetize everything I do. So I'm not going to tell you I'm an expert on that. I can share ideas I'm using, part of my process, but I'm not going to claim to be an expert at that until I am. What you can do starting now is take your purpose and your passion and use it to fuel your efforts to learn and become an expert. You're already more of an expert than you think on your purpose. And there are already people out there who need what you know. They're waiting for you. Let's go.